Hello everybody, it's Fantasy Reboot Podcast and this is an intro before the intro guys, we've never done this before but it's a special occasion. Exciting. Because uh, A, this is my birthday podcast, it's not my birthday today. <gasps> I see you've got it. your uh, birthday suit on. She's <laughs> <laughs> hey, in early, don't, don't run out of steam Laura. Uh, but the reason we're doing an intro before an intro, I don't know if you've even heard this yet, we had a call from a listener Ooh. and... Two of the best suggestions we've ever had. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right, this is why we're doing an intro before the intro. Hello, uh, Lloyd Collins here, first time caller, long time listener. (laughs) Um, I just had a thought about the squabble that you guys are having over the Twitter pictures. How about having a rule where you just use the headshot profile pictures from uh, IMDb and that way it's nice and fair and no one can be accused of being biased. Oh, and um, regarding the Muppets, um, their best films and remakes always had human leads. Right, so the two things he said there. Oh, before we go any further, what a voice. Great boat, yeah. What a voice. He's done more research for this than 75% of people in this room. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, Lloyd. That's great feedback. I think he's going to become a regular. But do we love the IMDb photo to keep it fair? I just listened to a podcast where Stephen Merchant talks about his IMDb profile and it costs the stars money to change their profile picture from the original. So IMDb do one first and if they want to change it, they have to pay for it. So there might be some stinkers on there, but yeah, what else can we do? That's, yeah. that's what I thought there are. It, it may be tricky with someone like Rebel Wilson, right? Like when I'm talking about her, because yeah, and it might be like what she looked like if Jonah Hill ago. or surely the, the Jonah you, Hill Rebel Wilson clause. If you're Rebel Wilson and you've gone thin, surely thinnish, uh, surely you're going to think I'm going to pay to have my picture up there. <laughs> I mean, I would if I went thin. Um, I thought you would love this idea. I do like this. So idea. here's what I thought, because sometimes the picture is of them and someone else or them in character. Okay. Or it's not them at all. It's a scene from a film or something. So I thought the clause could be if it's not a decent headshot or we can't get a headshot from the picture, we take the first picture on Google Images. Okay. So you've got a backup but I think Lloyd, I thought you'd have all loved this to keep it fair. No, it's no, the Lloyd rule. Because I'm not the one who moans about the pictures. <laughs> and you'll see. <laughs> so what do we say? Yeah, go for it. And then the other thing he said, of course, uh, which none of us realised, is the Muppets films always have a human lead. Forgot that. First totally time I heard it, that. I thought it said human lead. Uh, and I'm uh, like, yeah. human lead? <laughs> human lead in a Muppets film. But yeah, I watched Muppets Most Wanted yesterday. And Ricky Gervais, is, well, there's a million stars in it, but Ricky Gervais is the main lead in it. And then I was thinking about when we did Forrest Gump, for instance, and we picked Eddie Redmayne as Forrest. Mm-hmm. So the question would be, could it be a Muppets movie with Eddie Redmayne as Forrest Gump? And I think it works. Yeah, so, it does. Yeah, I think does. that is a really yeah, good point. So if anybody else has got any more suggestions for how we can improve this podcast, please send them in because every time you send one, it makes the podcast better because <laughs> we didn't think it through much at the beginning, did we? Ah, shall we get Thank on with you, the, Lloyd. That's the intro before the intro. This is the intro. This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, where me and my friends attempt to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works. We'll choose various characters and all suggest actors to play those parts. 
will then discuss, argue and possibly murder each other until a decision is made. At the end of each recording, we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account at Fantasy Reboot. You can email us fantasyreboot at gmail.com. If you're not already liking and subscribing, please do give us a five-star rating. We love that. On with the show. Hello everybody, it's Simon here. This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Laura. Hello. Leo. Hello. And Rog. Hello. And uh, guys, birthday episode for me today, which I probably only mentioned 30, 40 times throughout. (laughs) (sighs) I'll mention it for every gift you didn't bring in today. A great film coming up today, but before we get into that, this is the part of the show, a part of the podcast where we have a bit of Sometimes can be retribution. <laughs> Sometimes can be uh, up yours to your fellow uh, voters and nominators. It's the results of the last film. The last film, Laura, was? Four Weddings and a Funeral. All right, you're in charge of the results. You've got the characters. Hit us. Okay, so our first character was Scarlett, who was the best friend of Charles, uh, originally played by the late Charlotte Coleman. Fantastic. Yeah. In here, we had a double trouble for Leo and Simon with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Mm-hmm. That was a good choice. From Fleabag. Yeah. By the way, a lot of people saying that they love the podcast, but they don't know half the name. So we will try and drop in what yeah. they're most famous for. But you can pause it and Google, remember. And please don't think for a second in here that we're not pausing the yeah, recording we have to do that. <laughs> and Googling regularly. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. I wasn't totally on board with this one. I think, Rod, you were okay with it. I was okay, yeah. 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 Um, well, the public agreed with you guys, Get in. and Phoebe won with fifty-three percent. Roger, you were second with Jodie Comer. Oh yeah, thirty-two uh, percent, and I was last with Belle Powley. Nobody really fancied having her. Fair dues. Up next, we had my favourite part of Matthew, who was originally played by John Hanna, who did the poem, of course. Yeah. In here, we had very mixed suggestions. We had. The brilliant Joe Gilgan from the guy from This Is England from Leo. Michael Sheen, popular with you boys, not so much with me. Since uh, we did this episode, I've been showing her clips of Michael Sheen. She's just not relenting. Oh, he's brilliant. You know. He's uh, so good. <laughs> last night I showed her clips of the damn because Laura, you've got this thing where Michael Sheen is just Tony Blair and everything. So I put on the damned United last night because I thought he can't sound like Tony Blair no. when he's doing Brian Clough. Brian Clough, of course. As soon as I put it on, he did look a bit like Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> but they do look a bit. Well, he looks like Michael got Sheen. the hair island. Mm. Yes, of course they have. So, yeah, Michael Sheen. Yeah, uh, we had Andrew Scott from Fleabag, which was your choice, Simon, and I went with uh, Scottish TV actor David Tennant. Good. In here, we were all pretty much agreed with Leo's suggestion of Joe Gilgan. We all said, what a brilliant suggestion, Leo. Good swerve ball. Yeah. Mm. The public didn't agree with us at all. He got zero votes. Zero. But you know what it is? Is I wonder how recognisable he is. Yeah. And we went by the rule of using his IMDb picture. And is this the first week we've done that? Yeah. And right. he got um, he got a vest on covered in tattoos. I think he's smoking. He doesn't look. Uh, well, he's right. you know that would throw you. It wasn't a normal headshot. So I'm not making excuses for it because I don't know. I might have won. I don't know if I've won. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the public went with your suggestion, Simon. Did Andrew Scott win? Yeah, with Andrew oh, Scott. Oh, double flea bag. <laughs> yeah. Double flea bag. together. I, th- I thought they'd make a great pairing in this. 43%. And Michael Sheen came second. So yes. Well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid. Very apt for this week. Yes, you are. Uh, 
Next, we had Matthew's boyfriend, Gareth, who was originally played by Simon Callow. Uh, once again, we had a double trouble in here for Roger and myself with uh, Nick Frost. Mm. Leo, you were all right with that? Yeah, I thought it was good. Simon. Still not a, we've talked about it over you the were. week, and I just I, I, you I don't nothing, think he's right for it. You'd said you'd considered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, and then because he's found overweight else. with a beard, which is, you know, kind of what I remembered about Gareth. But I just... Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Well, the public agreed with us, Roger. The public, bang on with that. I just want to say to the public, because as you know, me and the public are normally like that. Sure. Yeah. He's crossing his fingers. Um, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he won uh, with a fair 48%. Good. You can't Steve disagree Pemberton with that. and uh, Conleth Hill, we had 24 and 28%, so they were quite close. That's all right. Yeah. I love that. Next, our leading lady, uh, originally played by Andy McDowell. And I think we pretty much all agreed that she was probably wrongly cast in the first place. There's just not much love for her, is there? No. And a, a lot of um, people that have listened have agreed with that. We cancelled her. And she got voted as in the top 10 most disliked female yeah. leads. Or over the years, it's not been good for Andy McDowell. Since I bet she's that. lovely in real yeah, life. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a little awful scene. She'll never hear it. In here again, another mixed choice. We had uh, Aquafina, Zoe Saldana, Natalie Portman, and Rachel McAdams. So, all very different Quite actresses. Quite a spread. Actors, yeah. sorry. Um, we eventually went with Roger's choice of Zoe Saldana. Excellent choice. Fair dues. Rog, the public put her in third place with 29%. Oh, what did I know? What, honestly, what did I know? <laughs> Nothing. I'm out. I'm done already. Natalie Portman was second with 33%. So that leaves Aquafina, which was yours, Leo, and Rachel McAdams. One of them got 0% <laughs> and oh, one of them right. got 38%. <laughs> the look of resignation on his face. <laughs> oh, Leo. He's he taken the defeat like. without even knowing the score. You're right. <sighs> Aquafina so got zero, and Rachel McAdams won racist. with thirty-eight percent. So very close, and Natalie Portman. Oh, Aquafina. Uh, yeah, actually, good. yeah, first, second, and third, all very close. Mm. Yeah, so that's two uh, zeros we've had there for you, Leo, and I. I think both quite good. Uh, He's doing choices. a Roger, yeah, like a big zero on the public vote. <laughs> 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 on to leading man then. Yeah, which and I think we, none of us were happy. Yeah, I mean it's. A week later, and we're still talking about it, and mm. we probably had half an hour, 45 minutes last night, of throwing more names around, looking for more names. Just still nothing solid for this one. No, no. Is that because, do you think Hugh Grant summed it up perfectly with his performance? Yeah. It's a difficult follow, isn't he? Like, Laura and I both thought Eddie Redmayne, but we've got the rule within here that you can't really be repeating, Yeah, because you know, there's certain actors like Tom Holland and Eddie Redmayne, you could put in most things. But... Outside of him, very hard to find somebody who's got not quite Hollywood looks, mm. foppish, with a bit of confidence, you know, because he's not a total dweeb and, you know... Not polished. Yeah. yeah. But also not aware of his sexiness. And I you like I mean? that he's very British. Could have, could have gone with you for that. I'm not aware. <laughs> not many people are. But one day it'll come out. <laughs> You've not got quite the floppy hair, though. I've had it. I'm sure you have. Still got a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. Hugh Grant, of course, did it brilliantly, even though he hated it himself. Yeah. Leo went with Dev Patel. Roger went with Luke Evans. Uh, Simon, you went with Andrew Garfield. And I went with Ben Wishaw. Again, I'm not happy with yeah. any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, we went with Leo's choice of Dev Patel. Uh, the public put him in third place Ooh. with 23%. Ben Wishaw was second with 30%. And the winner was Simon's choice of Andrew Garfield. Well... I mean, it's a victory, but I'm not that bothered because no. I'm, I'm not happy about it, you know. Yeah, I yeah. still can't see it, no. It's like so, handing in substandard work at school. You know you could have done better. Yeah. Luke Evans got zero. Oh, hey. he, got, he got 12%. Okay, much. okay. I said this, but can That's you still put it on the whiteboard? I got a point. Don't not put it on. It's a, still a point. Point's a point. <laughs> he said he didn't want it. <laughs> so for four weddings, Roger and Leo won point. I got two points. And you're not do your... Not doing very well in the studio, Simon, but it's another public win for you with three points there. Three points for weddings and a funeral. What do they know? <laughs> very good. Terrible. Very Terrible perceptive. Night, you're currently at 19 points with the public votes. Oh, sorry. I, sorry. I must be higher than 22 that. 22 points. Yeah, I thought I was into I got, the 20s. I got confused because I'm 19 points in, in the studio. Doesn't matter. <laughs> if anything, in human history, it's been proved that democracy doesn't work. So I don't, I don't take the public vote <laughs> to mean anything. So okay. Like studio. Congratulations, Laura. Well, it might not work, but we have the voices of the public. Would you like to hear this week's calls, guys? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, fantasy reboot. <laughs> Answerphone. Here we go. You have eight new messages. Hi from the city of Cluj in Transylvania. That's where I am this week. These are my choices for Scarlett. I've gone with Jessica Williams. I've gone with Shia LaBeouf for Matthew. I've gone with Jack Black for Gareth. Carrie's going to be Claire Foy. And Charles is going to be Donald Glover. The reason I've done that is because you guys are going to go all route one. So I flipped it all around. So the Brits are Americans and the Americans now are Brits. So this week we're on four weddings and a funeral and I've gone for the role of Carrie and I'm going to replace Andy McDowell with Anne Hathaway, one of Hollywood's leading ladies. I think she'd be perfect. So for the part of Scarlett, I was actually thinking Adele. I really think she'd end up just playing herself, which would work really well. And I actually think she secretly might be a dark horse and be able to act. For the role of Charles, could be the somewhat foppish Eddie Redmayne. I just think he could play the lovable, affable chap. In the role of Carrie, Rachel McAdams. Somehow, she's 41 years old, so she fits the uh, age bracket, and she has played the love interest in many a film. The role of Carrie would have to go to Rachel McAdams. I think she'd be better than Andy McDowell. It was almost the role she was born to replay. And the role of Charles, easy. None of this bumbling English Hugh Grant. Someone strong, someone charming. You need an Aussie. Chris Hemsworth. For the first time in my life, I totally and utterly loved one person. You can just see it. Pure class. Anne Hathaway and uh, Nicholas Holt as Charles and Carrie because she seems to be able to do pretty much anything and he's no stranger to a, a British rom-com himself. My Charles would be played by Dev Patel. I think he's got the charm, the adorableness of Hugh Grant, the awkwardness of Hugh Grant. I can already see the faces he would pull if he was to be losing a ring on a wedding day. Um, and I thought he played the gentleman really well in David Copperfield because he's got that lush British accent. 
Our pick for Charlotte, because my sister Tracy got involved as well, is Maisie Williams. She's short, funny, bubbly, and can be the really good kooky character. My pick for Charles is Kit Harrington. British, fit, floppy hair, charming, debonair. Seems like he would have a good bunch of friends. My pick for Carrie is Meghan Markle. American, annoying, snags herself a Brit. Need I say more? End of messages. Fantastic messages this week. Yeah. Rachel McAdams, she won, right? She got a few suggestions in there, yeah. Lots of suggestions in there. Dev Patel, Leo, yeah. which was a bit of a curveball. And, and for the exact same reasons that you mm-hmm. had said. So. James Copperfield. Um, Kit Harrington was on my list for um, Charles. Ch- Anne Ch- Hathaway. Ch- getting, yeah, a, getting a fair bit of mention. That's a good shout. And uh, well, Adele was a bit of a curveball. Mm. I quite like that suggestion. Not bad, really. Uh, Maisie Williams is a great fit for Charlotte because she's tiny. I'd, I'd considered her. Quite posh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Mark. Oh, my gosh. That, what a suggestion. That voice message That's was an ace. my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Full on. That is, Pete Sampras ace. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I, I want to say now, if you're Australian and you're going to send us a voice message, you can't just suggest Chris Hemsworth <laughs> or any of the Hemsworth. You can't put them in everything. Which is, I love him. Oh, Russell Crowe. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Jason Donovan. <laughs> or his dad, Terence Donovan. All right, so that's the call. Shall we get on with this week's? Yes. Here we go. The Wizard of Oz is a groundbreaking family film from 1939. Absolutely ages ago. It is beloved by many generations of children and has probably terrified just as many, if not more. It tells the story of a young girl called Dorothy and her fantastically trippy adventures in the land of Oz. It's an absolute stonker of a film. Watched it the other day with the fam and I think still holds up. I think it's great for its age. It's your birthday choice. Well, it is a birthday choice today. Uh, but uh, Leo and I were talking about it quite a bit. For the time, the special effects are incredible. Yeah, they are, yeah. You know, really knocked me mm. sideways. There's a lot of pyro in it. I forgot how much how many pyrotechnics oh, yeah, there yeah. were in it. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in it. A lot of mm. danger involved in yes. the filming of this. Yes. But um, Is it 1939? Yeah. Still blown away when it goes from sepia to colour. Yeah. And I forgot as a child, I'm sure I didn't know that that happened. I must have just oh, not really? noticed the whole <laughs> thing. But as can you imagine being in the cinema in 1939 oh, wow. and seeing a film go to colour? Because I imagine there weren't that many colour films around then. No, there, there was very few at the time. I mean, talkies weren't Excuse that me, much. I was Jazz say, singer weren't what, much before that, were long it? since the silent films. Amazing. I just think it's a great film. Do you, do you still love it now? I do, and we've been going back and watching films, and I've actually fallen out of love with some films, but this one, yeah, I think still does it. Stone Cold Classic. You forget as well, how, until you revisit, how scary it was as, as a kid <sighs> watching it. There's Very some fun. really sinister bits. Yeah. It's yeah. like Snow White. It's it's on that level of scary. Like, um, But it's beh- the behind-the-scenes story as well is quite yes. dark yeah, as well, isn't it? Yes. Which is kind of left a little bit of a bad taste for me. Yeah, mm. it's really hard for me to look past that now, and it's not... Like it's a really good film, but like it's kind of sad. It's a yeah, sad. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a sadness to it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Hashtag different times. There were. Oh yes, <laughs> isn't it? You know. Yeah. But um, loved it. Shall we do some facts? Yes, please. Cue the music. Lots of the scenes featuring the Wicked Witch had to be cut 
because they were considered too scary for audiences. The Wicked Witch also uh, seriously injured herself during some of that pyro. She got um, serious burns. She, got, she was meant to fall through a trapdoor when the pyrotechnics went off. The trapdoor got stuck, got jammed. She got seriously burnt on her skin and they had to go with another shot because they had to drop the scene because it, was, uh, it wasn't usable. Yeah, mm. she had quite a lot of problems, didn't she? Yeah. I think the, the makeup was toxic. Toxic, yeah. It made her allergic to food. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to have a liquid Where diet. do you get it from? I could do with that. <laughs> uh, the Munchkins often turned up drunk to set and they groped Judy Garland a lot, who was 16 at a time. Well, is that because they didn't earn much money? Because apparently Toto... I mean, you can't... I, Laura... I know you're the only woman in the room, but I don't think I could get away with that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He's not earning much money. Yeah. <laughs> Works took a bit of COVID. Do you mind if I ever feel? <laughs> I'm on a COVID discount. But no, you're right. Toto made more money than the Munchkins. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's the most watched film of all time in history. No other film has been watched as much as this because of the repeats. Yeah. And because of the DVD sales and the video VHS sales, the most watched film in history. And I think rightly so. Yeah, although it didn't as they say, wipe its feet at first. Yeah. It didn't uh, make its budget on first release. It didn't make enough money. Yeah, it wasn't until it went to TV, apparently, that yeah. it um, did okay. Judy Garland, we've been talking a lot about the witch, Margaret Hamilton, she found it difficult to be afraid of her because she was such a nice lady off camera. Apparently, they were really good friends. In fact, who's, who's the studio head? Was it, was it was it Hal Roach? Margaret Hamilton actually had a pop at him when he upset uh, Judy Garland. Mm. So she was really, was apparently a really lovely woman. They were all having a go at her, weren't they? Uh, mm. Meyer, one of the studio heads as well. Well, maybe that was Louis Meyer. Louis Meyer, yeah. He um, he called her a pig with ponytails. <laughs> but she's 16, plain 12. 12, yeah, yeah. Mm. So they're trying to strap her in and everything. So mm. I don't think there are many 16-year-old girls who could pass off for 12. So. Well, they looked at Shirley Temple, apparently, and, and they actually said Judy's voice so much more powerful. Uh, Dorothy's iconic red slippers now live at the Smithsonian Institution and are so popular that the carpet in front of the attraction has had to be replaced numerous times through <laughs> wear and tear because everybody wants to go and see I think I'd love to see the slippers. They were originally silver. Yeah, and apparently they thought the red would go better yeah. with the yellow brick road. Yeah, and it really worked. Another bit I'd forgot about, and I was watching, when we watched it the other day, our little girl Betsy Pearl really noticed it. The horses in Emerald City change colour every scene so that when they're on the little um, carriage on the way to see the wizard every time there's a cut the horse is a different bright colour which looks <laughs> like it's been painted in post but it's not they apparently use jello crystals to colour the horses <laughs> and had wow. to shoot the scenes really quickly so the horses wouldn't start licking themselves <laughs> <laughs> our dog would be like that yep the lion's costume was made from actual lion fur Gross. Yeah. The costumes were shocking. Yeah. The Tin Man. The tin Man's terrible. He just got silver pants on. <laughs> Every time he turned round, it looked really bad. The Scarecrow looked good close up. Yeah. How they'd, cause they? Because and again, he had problems with his skin after this because they put mesh on his skin. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah. But the Tin Man <laughs> left a lot to be desired. Apparently, the Scarecrow's uh, pattern was on his face for a year after. Oh, that's yeah. The prosthetic. More than a year it took to come off his face. Wow. Madness. And so the, they should have had him wash. And the Tim Man, the same thing as the witch. The um, face makeup was um, aluminium powder. So they had to change who the Tim Man was. Originally, it was um, Buddy Ebsen. Um, and he got, had such a severe allergic reaction to it. He was in hospital for a long time. So they had to replace him. And the snow in the poppy fields on a similar theme was 
100% industrial grade asbestos. <laughs> was it? But they knew at the time how dangerous asbestos was, but it showed nah. up best on camera. So they used it. So they were basically just firing poison at them all. Different times. As they, isn't it though? Uh, here's a great fact. The only location footage in the entire film is the clouds on the opening scene. Wow. So in the, uh, it's in, all the studio. In, in the titles, they've just got a cloud background. Yeah. Where the words are coming up over the introduction and the cast. Yeah. Everything else, studio. Wow. So they never filmed any of it outside, which is mad. Yeah, that's unreal, yeah. You know. Um, Victor Fleming slapped Judy Garland during the filming because she couldn't stop giggling. It might have been with the witch if they were good pals, but she couldn't stop giggling during one scene. So he took her to the side, slapped her, told her to just get on with it. He felt so bad that he told the crew to punch him in the face. Uh, he was really upset and Judy Garland walked over and kissed him on the cheek. Oh. Different oh. times. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this film, <laughs> isn't it? Unbelievable. A, a, behind the fir- a behind the scenes film of this, like the, the way they did with Judy, where they had bits of it. Yeah. They were so interesting in them bits. I, I thought that would be a great film. Yeah, yeah. Like a behind the scenes of the making of. Um, the last munchkin to die was Jerry Maron, only died in 2018. Another happy note to finish on. The day of Judy Garland's death was a tornado in Kansas. <gasps> Yes, the wizard. Do you know where Oz comes from? It's a filing cabinet. It's some, I remember it's something to do with a filing cabinet, right? Appar- oh, apparently he saw a filing cabinet that said O to Z. Oh, really? Yeah. And Dorothy, the author's niece, died as a baby and was called Dorothy, so he named the character after her, which I also think is very cute. I think, well, you've uh, one-upped me on the dead munchkin and the dead Dorothy. Yeah, dead uh, baby. Dead yeah. Has anybody got any more dead facts before we wrap up the fight? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a positive one, which I think is quite a cool fact. Judy Garland's daughter, Liza Minnelli, married Jack Haley Jr., the son of the Tin Man, in 1974. Seems like a good fact, but who didn't she marry? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think she married 37 at Munchkins. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is that it? We good with facts, everybody? Yes. Yeah. Let's get on then. Uh, we're going to go through five characters and we are going to put our suggestions on them. Here's the first one. The Wicked Witch of the West is a green-faced, nasty piece of work trying her hardest to get Dorothy's ruby slippers. She was voted the fourth worst movie villain of all time, only beaten by Darth Vader, Norman Bates and Hannibal Lecter. She's in great company there. Can't agree more with that either. <laughs> I would say the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang mm-hmm. is probably up there as well, from, from kids' films at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, she was so good in this film. And it's lovely to hear that she's a nice woman. Yeah. Because obviously at the start of the film, when she's playing the horrible woman neighbour, she's got no makeup on. So she must have got recognised everywhere. And I don't know if she'll have got abused for being the Wicked Witch or what, but <laughs> such a great character. Yeah. So let's go around the room, starting with Leo. Leo, who have you got for the Wicked Witch of the West? I've gone for Anne Hathaway. <sighs> I've gone for Eva Green. Oh, I like Pardon it. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah. I've gone for Angelina Jolie. Mm. And I've gone for Adina Menzel. Good. I was just about to say her. Mm. I was flipping between her. Oh. Because she played Wicked. Yeah. 
She's well, done I it. did think about well, them. Well, she's done it, and she's, we know she's a musical person, and she can play an ex. Does she play the Wicked Witch? She plays the Wicked Witch. She's nice in Wicked, right? Because it's the backstory of how she became evil. She becomes nice, but she... No, no she, she becomes evil. Off nice. She's really nice. She's the oh, good yeah, yeah, guy. Sorry, it's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you might not remember because uh, we had to leave the second half of Wicked, the stage show, because our children fell asleep. You know, <laughs> so that probably cost us about four hundred quid in sleep, oh. and we don't know what happened in the second half. <laughs> okay, well, a great round the room. Uh, let's have a little chat about it. Right. So I've picked Anne Hathaway because obviously she's playing a witch in the Witches film that just came out. She's also a very dislikable actress. I know, Laura, you hate her. I don't. I don't hate her. I just think she's a bit average as an actress. She's been a heck she's, of a lot of big stuff to, I know. to be called average. Have I know, you, have you I seen know. The, and I, I, I am always surprised. The scene in Batman, <clears throat> Batman, I think it's, I don't know which one it is, but it's one of the Christian Bale ones. Fantasy reboot, fact check. Anne Hathaway starred as Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises and a fact check. There's a scene in that where she's kidnapped this member of parliament and she's drugged him up. And she double crosses the guy that she's trying to get some money off. And she she causes a scene. The bad guys all jump in. And in in that, there's just this look on her face where she flips from sheer horror because she's acting it up so that, she, so that the bad guys don't focus on her. And then she just got this wicked look. Mm. Do you know the bit I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Well, it's interesting because when I saw that she had been cast as the uh, High Witch in The Witches, what did I say? I said, she shouldn't be cast as that person. I said, it's wrongly cast. Oh, and I'm not, I've not seen it yet, but I that was my first thought. I just don't see Anne Hathaway playing I that I think character. she's played a few evil parts recently and she's, she's good at it. See, she's done, I think the problem with her is she's tarred with the brush of doing too many cheesy princess movies when she was younger, but has took on far more serious and bigger roles. Mm-hmm. And like Rog said, she's got... Much more versatility, I think, than people give her credit for. Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen her in Les Mis and, you know... I thought she were fabulous. She, she did, you know, she did it good, but can, do I think somebody else could have done it better? Yes, I do. Well, so Roger. Harsh, I know. Eva Green. Eva Green. Or is it Ava Green? Did you pronounce it Ava Green? Well, she's French, so it could be Ava. Yeah, it could be. She is brilliant. So you'll know her from James Bond, but I've seen her in Sin City basically play the evil witch. She plays the hatred antagonist in Sin City and she is wicked to the core in that. Uh, Again, like Anne Hathaway, she can flip between nice and evil very easily. Um, And I think as well, the fact that she's got green in her name, it's a dead cert. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sign. (laughs) I can totally see her doing it. Yeah, me too. She's got got a witchy look. (laughs) She's got a witchy look. Yeah. And that's exactly why I said Angelina Jolie mm. is she's older now and has got more angular as she's got older. Obviously, she's in Maleficent, where she's is that a witch? I think it yeah, is a witch yeah, yeah. in it. Of yeah, sorts. but it, she's got a lot of I mean, it was a lot of prosthetic. But if you look at it now, she's quite skin. She's gone skinny. She looks a lot more gaunt than she used to look. Mm. I think Angelina Jolie, she's, and she's very evil in real life. Well, <laughs> she's got the look, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I reckon with a bit of green makeup. I think they're exactly the same about Eva Green. When you said it, they've got a very similar, you know, heavily made up eyes and yeah. there's something about their eyes that can, it can simultaneously look really good or really evil, I yes. think. Yeah. I've seen Angelina Jolie play a lot of roles where she plays this part. Mm. So I think she'd make a good evil witch. Laura? Well, obviously, Adina Menzel was the Wicked Witch in Wicked, the musical. Sometimes I actually don't think 
that she gets enough credit for how good an actress she is because she is known as a musical actress and not so much in the films. And I think she could totally do it. I mean, she's proved that she can play that part. She looks the part. She looks very witchy. She's got the nose already. She wouldn't even need it. And she's got quite an old-looking face, I think, Adina Menzel as well. I think she's a little bit nicer looking than either of our two. The pictures I'm looking at, she's got, yeah, she's quite sweet. Yeah, I think yeah, out but of then, all of them. But then look at her as the Wicked Witch. Yeah, she yeah, looks yeah, like the Wicked Witch. Yeah. yeah, look, and um, I mean, there isn't any singing for the witch and in the film, do, is there? She can do the cackle. And yeah, she, devil. She's got that ah, But voice. for big screen, Some, yeah. I, I think you only see her on, obviously she's best known for Frozen, where you don't ever see her, you hear her voice. She's got, yeah, it's, but it's but not a voice. But if she can do it on stage, if she can have do you, it Have live. you ever actually seen her? Like we, we didn't watch Adina Menzel. No, but I've seen her do it many times on TV, that role. But um, she's very music. I mean, she's very stage. Yeah. The thing is, you're looking at big screen, and this would have to be a big screen actress for this but do part. You not think, yeah. Do you not think the characters in Wizard of Oz are very musically staged? It's not, it's not like I don't a, think the witch was. I think that's because of when it was made as well. Uh, yeah, Maybe oh, that's was... the other thing. We're rebooting it. I love her. I think her voice is absolutely amazing. I love seeing her do Wicked, but I'm, because but she's actually playing... if she can do it playing, live, then why... She surely can... Put, but because it I was ever 75% of Wicked, she's not playing a baddie. She's not playing an evil witch. She becomes jaded by what happens to her. It's the good witch who's the bad witch. No, genuinely. And in this film, she's bad from beginning to end. There's no redemption. And I think you want somebody who you think is evil from the off. I'd, I'd Looking at pictures of then, I was trying to find one where she looked witchy. And she doesn't. She's quite... Yeah, I mean, for me, Angelina Jolie, I'm a bit bored of seeing her as a witch, I've got to say. I'm at, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't particularly like Angelina Jolie uh, as a person, so in that way she fits, but I don't think, I th- yeah, I think I'm a bit bored. She, I don't think she brings much Angelina Jolie, well, apart from the, her looks, but I, I'm a bit bored of seeing her be, in that role. Between Eva Green and Angelina Jolie, I've seen Eva Green be sympathetic too many times. Right. I mean, Angelina Jolie's done a couple of films yes, she where she plays nice, mm-hmm. But she's done a heck of a lot of films where she's a baddie or she's got an edge to her or she's downright evil. And um, I would say Anne Hathaway is leaning more towards Dina Menzel there of generally being a nice character. Like you said, in Batman, she went a bit the other way. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a spread. Certainly is. I actually think any of them could do it. But which one would I want to see? I'm not sure. Well, let's have a vote. Starting with Leo. Gone for Eva Green. I've gone for Angelina Jolie, but I was—I honestly was tied mm. with Anne Hathaway. Eva Green. I've gone for Eva Green. Oh, Eva oh. Green week! Oh, yes. <laughs> look at him! Yes. Could this be Rogers week? <laughs> no chance. Do we need to do films pre nineteen forty for Rogers to win? <laughs> He's not even a musical fan. I actually think that's a very good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She'd be really good at it. Yeah, she'd not even excellent. someone that I'd considered. Yeah. Fantasy reboot podcast. Well, there we go. Wiki witches out of the way. Let's move on to the goodies. It's time for this one. Lion is a big wuss, scared of everything. Of course, these days, we'd have to say he's in touch with his emotions or has phobia-related psychological issues. Whatever, he's just a big bottler. He's also a friend of Dorothy's and he's off to see the wizard for the nerve. Or the noive, as he calls it. <laughs> the noive. Noive. 
if I only had the knife. Um, Cowardly Lion, originally played by Bert Law. I always didn't like the Cowardly Lion. Really? Of all of them, he got on me with nerves a little bit. And I never felt comfortable at the end when they put the ribbons in his hair. That's weird. In his mane. It's funny, I felt like the lion, um, he, he got on Dorothy's nerves as well. Mm. Well, we're going to kick off with you then, Rog. Who have you got for playing the Cowardly Lion? I've gone for Zach Galifianakis. Mm. Second choice for me. Oh, really? Second choice. Because oh. I've gone for Ricky Gervais. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh my goodness. <laughs> I have gone for... Zach Galifianakis. Hey! <laughs> and my second choice was Ricky Gervais. Wow. wow. <laughs> I've gone for James Corden. No, oh. I, that's nothing. I He came to me really late. And me. To, this morning, I thought. Wow. Laura, my wife said him when I was leaving the house today, she said, have you gone for uh, James Corden mm. for the line? I think James Corden, Corden would be brilliant. But I think Jerry any Corden. any of those three that we've mentioned, perfect. Yeah. But... Double trouble, Raj. No, five. triple whammy. Oh, no, no, no sorry. Yeah, it is yeah. a double trouble. High five. Well, I discounted Zach Galifianakis. I went for Ricky Gervais over Zach Galifianakis because I think Ricky's better at doing pathetic. Ah, but... <laughs> do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I, I kind of do. But when I was watching it and I was, I, I had Ricky and Zach in my mind and every time the lion does his, ooh, 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 like crying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah all I, I could see was Zach in uh, Hangover no, being, you hangover, know, and, he, yeah. and, and I just. And Days, that's one that swung it for me as well, yeah. yeah. See, see, in my modern retail, I'm directing the new version. Of course of, you are, In yeah. my head. Why do you get to be the director? No, in my head. All oh, right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not playing Slap it. Dorothy around. <laughs> I'm not making an exact replica of the original film. So... Leo and I were talking about this, how putting that sort of Batman dark twist on it. Oh, yeah. Having the lion with a bit more pathos. And Ricky, you know in extras when he gets embarrassed by the directors? Yes. When he, when he he In the later series, when he's making his own sitcom and the director says to him, if you don't want to carry on making it, mm. you can stop now. You can walk away. You can cost us hundreds of thousands of pounds. And he backs and he goes, down. Yeah, well, carry on making it. That's what I said. And yeah. I... He, he makes you cringe and he can make you cry, Ricky. He's so good at this sort of stuff yeah, as well as being able to make you laugh constantly. And I just thought I'd love to see him pop up in it. Zach Galifianakis to me was the, such an obvious choice and he was written, I've still got him written down and then I put Ricky in. Well, um, I totally support Ricky because I say he was my second choice and I was dancing ah. between the two. And Leo, well, I tell you, yours, this morning Leo's I, I had James Corden suddenly popped into my head. So I think any of those three yeah, were, yeah. are I, perfect. I said him because he's just so lame. Like, <laughs> oh, James Corden? Yeah. Oh, like, well, James Corden's not lame. And he's in everything, so I had to put it in something. I've just, I've just seen a... <laughs> Musicals. Yeah. He, he's perfect for that. The singing and dancing, James Corden. He's a big lad. Yeah. The lion was a slightly, he's not as big as, as I remembered him, the lion, but he's a slightly bigger lad. But there's a bit of acrobatics in there. I yeah. just saw a trailer this morning for a Netflix film. Is it The Prom? The Prom. The Prom. And James Corden's in that, along with the other usual ones, Meryl Streep and people like that. But I saw him and I thought, oh, he's perfect. And he was in Cats the Musical, the film, which oh, yeah. was awful, but he might still have the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Three great suggestions, but uh -huh. it's a double trouble. Congratulations to Rog and to Laura and to Zach Galifianakis, the Cowardly Lion. Fancy Reboot Podcast. Shall we have a little round of applause for Roger? He's got two oh, points. Two on the board. <laughs> it's never happened before. 
And if it wasn't for his rule of it's not a grand slam if somebody else I gets know, a double trouble. No. Hoisted by your own batard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to character number three. The tin man is, as his name suggests, a man made out of tin. He gets stiff quite easily. Keep it clean. It's a family show. He's also a friend of Dorothy's. He's off to see the wizard for a heart. Tin man. Played originally. She is, isn't she? She writes those herself. (laughs) She does. Uh, Played by Jack Haley originally, the Tin Man. Quite freaky. I mean, everything in this film was freaky, but the Tin Man. There's something quite scary about that. This is the one that I kept saying. I literally. It took me about forty-eight hours to finally decide because there's something about this character that I think is different to the other two. Mm. Mm. Are we ready for around the room? Yes. Let me kick you off then. Tin Man, Benedict Cumberbatch. Totally different direction. Okay, I have gone for John Barrowman. I love John Barrowman. (laughs) (laughs) Hello! (laughs) I've gone for Brett McKenzie. Flight of the Concord? Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) I've gone for Channing Tatum. (laughs) What a random selection Mm. of names. I should tell you. Mine's so different from the rest. Oh, I think Jan and Tim so different. Okay then, Simon, why uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, I think he's made out of tin. I think he re- isn't he not made out of tin in real life? <laughs> I think he's made out of wood actually. I think if you know with the Tin Man, <laughs> if you went up to the Tin Man with a wet wipe, it'd be skin underneath. But if you went up to Benedict Cumberbatch with a wet wipe, it'd just be tin underneath. He's the Tin Man. He looks. He's got a great Tin Man face, right? He's got the really mad, pointy face and everything. He's great at, I mean, he's really good at comedy. He's, I think he sends himself up in a lot of films. We watched him in a thing called Patrick Melrose, which I don't know if you saw it. And he's so random in that film. He plays a drug addict yeah, with a lot of problems from his youth and stuff like that. And he was so good in that. And he's a great actor. He's in loads of stuff. He is a great actor. And I just, he's, he's stature. He's the stature of a tin man. Well, it's funny because... My choice was because I every time I looked at the Tin Man, I thought he was quite an effeminate character. Benedict. Well, <laughs> he's called Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, no, no, no. But <laughs> I, I saw like this. You know, every time he smiled, he had these big teeth and big eyes, and the way he moved was quite um, theatrical and dance-like. And that's why I picked John Barrowman because John Barrowman has got those big teeth. He's got those big eyes. He can do effeminate. He can do big musical numbers. He can be flexible. But he's quite broad, John Barrowman. What? He's not as skinny as he used to be. I don't think he is. He is. I think he I think he can... He lost some weight in the yeah, jungle when he was in the jungle, but he's uh, he's quite, uh, I think you know... He's a similar size to Bendit Cumberbatch. No, Cumberbatch is a beanpole by I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if they wanted him to... Lose weight, then he'd do but that. But if Cumberbatch had been in already thin, they'd have just gone wild bother. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't agree. I don't. And agree. I think John Barrowman, by the way, he's got too much range. He'd be better Dorothy. No, no. <laughs> he would. He would choose to. Play I would Dorothy. love to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anybody said him, don't let me <laughs> jump the gun. Right. Do you know who Brett McKenzie is? Yeah, and he irritates me. Do you know which one he is out of the two? Uh, the dark-haired one. They both well, got dark hair. The dark sort of curly He's a curly hair. Yeah, yeah. It irritates the hell no out of me. Laura is not a massive Flight of the Concord oh, fan. Oh, God, it's really? so annoying. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, see, this, this is me every week. You, you always pick somebody who does that to me. Right. 
I'd let him keep his New Zealand accent. Oh, he brilliant. Is, yes, brilliant. Definitely. He'd sing the songs like he does a Flight of the Concord song. <laughs> oh, if, and, he, and he's he's very stilted in his line. Di- he's not, like, he's dry. He's Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. dry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, to me, that's what a Tin Man is. He's great. I don't think... You're the, right, Dorothy. The, the Tin character is dry. <laughs> Good to hear a voice. Yeah. Oh, God, I think you're way off the mark. No, 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 no. He, it's, a, it's a very stilted, like... You know, he's, he's, that's why Stephen Merchant could have done it because he's like lacks because he's got no heart, so he's like lacking anything. He's got to be quite mechanical. I really wish I'd stuck with Stephen Merchant now because I'd done Ricky for the Lion. If I'd have stuck with Stephen Merchant, I'd have been onto something. I, I considered Stephen Merchant, but for Scarecrow. But the problem with Stephen Merchant is he looks ridiculous in everything, <laughs> and he openly admits about his height. But if you've got a lot of, I mean, you'd have to have a massive Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> on stilts, so, Channing Tatum, Roger. I think. Well, well, he's a sing, sing and dance man. Song, mm-hmm. he's a song and dance man. He's a bit heavier set, like as in muscly. And I think if they were doing, if they were making it now, they'd definitely improve that costume. So he'd look good in the costume. I think he'd look more like a robot. Yeah, exactly. Be more RoboCop. Yes, Terminator. Well, that's yeah, not the Tim Tin Man. He's t- no. but he's a great singer. He's really good. Um, and uh, obviously, he can dance. Magic Mike ladies. Am I right? <laughs> but um, I suppose yeah. you don't hate that, do you? <laughs> I, I think he'd. I think he'd be good at uh, the robotic element. You know, where because he keeps on. Doesn't he keep on needing oiled and stuff? Yeah, like that? Yeah, he keeps yeah. on freezing up. I just think I, I could like see Channing Tatum. Uh, oil Channing Tatum. Oh, who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, we have come at this. I would say. This is the furthest we've ever come at something from four directions. Yeah, we are, totally. We're, I mean, you, polar opposites is just two in it. What's four? We're, I mean, we are polar opposites. C- compass opposites. Quadrangle. Quadrangle. Yeah, we're a quadrangle opposite. Galaxies away. So oh, I don't like any of your choices. I think you've you've none of you have got the Tin Man here. No, 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 no. The Tin Man's not like this large camp character. He is. Watch no, it. Watch there is it. a bit of camp to him, but he's not. Camp. He's, uh, he's, he's, he is. No, there's Camp and there's John Barrowman. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Right. And I thought that, and that's why I had Seth MacFarlane, because Seth MacFarlane can play Camp. And, yeah. And that's why I had those two as good. my top two. But then when I watched it again, the character of Tim Man is very Camp. And then I went and watched videos of, of both John Barrowman and Seth MacFarlane. And John Barrowman, I'm, he's played the serious characters as well. He's quite a broad actor, he, more than you think he is. Because I think when you think of him, you think of musicals, but actually he's done a lot of serious as well. I love him. And there is time, and now he's on my radar because he's one of those guys I wouldn't have thought of, but now he's on my radar. I'm going to have trouble not putting him in future things we do. It doesn't fit the tin. Well, you should have gone with uh, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I said that. I, I said mean, Seth MacFarlane is the American Brett McKenzie, I would say. The very, you know what I mean? Mm. The singers, song and dance men. He's just not in, annoying in the same way. <laughs> this is going to be a really difficult one because I don't know where any of you guys are going to go, but let's have a vote. I am going to go for Brett McKenzie. Laura. I'm going with Benedict Cumberbatch. I've gone with Benedict. I've gone with Brett McKenzie. It's 2-2. We are calling the Oracle. (laughs) Hello, the Oracle. Hi. We are going for the character of the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz, and you have to choose between Benedict Cumberbatch and Brett McKenzie. Who are you choosing? Brett McKenzie. Oh, that is a shocker. That is a shocker. It's a shocker for me. Uh, The Oracle, thank you. Bye. Well, there you are. I mean, I was shocked then because I really wanted Benedict to win because he was mine. But Brett McKenzie's got it as the role of the Tin Man. Leo, how do you feel? 
<laughs> I'm surprised he won, to be honest. So good. <laughs> oh god. Um Hand on Heart, Leo, Brett McKenzie or Benedict Cumberbatch. If you said Stephen Merchant, I would I would have definitely I wish I'd stuck with Merchant. It's now. so funny because if you'd said Merchant or if you'd said Seth MacFarlane, I'd have really struggled then, but Brett yeah. McKenzie's just straight ahead. <sighs> okay. Brit. Laura see remember when Laura started at the beginning of this and she was on a high? No. Slump is coming. Because you're in your birthday, Susan. So, Roger's unbeaten <laughs> run has been beaten. Unfortunately, <gasps> Rog, you've fallen at the third hurdle. And we are moving on to character number four. The Scarecrow is terrifying. Tell me a film where the Scarecrow coming to life is a good thing. What were they thinking? Anyway, the Scarecrow is a dim-witted good guy and a friend of Dorothy's. He's off to see the wizard for a brain. So kind of the main friend. He's yes. the first one Dorothy comes across. Originally in the film, there was supposed to be a romantic connection between Dorothy and the farmhand. Yeah, which was really weird because he was obviously much older. They cut it out of the film. Yeah. So maybe goodness. that's, I think that's yeah. why there was the, I'm going to miss you most of all. Scarecrow. Okay. But there you are. So we're going for the Scarecrow, played originally by Ray Bolger. I agree with Betsy Pearl. There is no film where a Scarecrow coming to life is not a scary thing. Absolutely terrifying. And true to form, The Wizard of Oz, terrifying. <laughs> uh, Laura, you're kicking us off with a Scarecrow. Okay. Are you ready? Is this all? <laughs> this that is face, a big one. I think, that I, face I, is, one. I think I know who you've gone for. I bet you do. Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, I know it's so obvious. Uh, I've gone for Lin Manuel Miranda. I've gone for Alden Enric. And I've gone for Ryan Gosling. Okay, well, Mackenzie Crook. He is my uh, he's my uh, crush, my actor crush. He's brilliant. Yeah, she says that she's going to miss him most of most of all. I love him most of all. Um, he has played a scarecrow. He has played Wurzel Gummidge, which was a remake, and he did it justice. He is, was brilliant at it. I was dreading that coming out because yeah. the original Wurzel Gummidge obviously was terrifying, <laughs> by the way, but holds a really dear place in people around our age's hearts, and I love him so much, and I thought, please don't ruin this, and please don't let people slag him off for ruining it. He's so good in it. He, I think he's such a subtle actor, but he... Oh, it just makes you fall in love with him. And I think that, the, like you said, the character, the Scarecrow is the main one. And I think you're meant to fall in love with the Scarecrow. And you can't not fall in love with Mackenzie Crook. The no one said I had a full cast. Yeah, I have. It was Ricky as the lion, Stephen Merchant as the Tin Man, Mackenzie Mac Crook I, as the Scarecrow. I also considered it. That's good. I totally also that considered that. That will be cast. That. Why did you not put Mackenzie down then? Because I had Finchie as Dorothy and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and Andy's skinny. He's elastic, which the um, Scarecrow does all the, like, really uh, floppy moves. He's good. There's not anything that he's wrong for for this role, so all beat right, that. All right, don't labour the point. Beat that, Leo. He's a good, you could have just said he's a good Scarecrow. We've seen him do a Scarecrow. I don't think Wurzel Gummidge is the same kind of Scarecrow. He, uh, that is just makeup, though. He's no, no, I don't. I don't mean looks wise. I mean the like the kind of like way he acts. No, but I actually think he's more suited to this scarecrow because he's quite a lanky scarecrow. Lin Manuel Miranda, though, 
Right. It's not because of Hamilton. It's because of the, the Mary Poppins part where he's playing the... So good. The yeah. Chimney sweep. Chimney sweeper. It's very larger than life and he's very like floppy. He is brilliant in that film. He's yeah. one of the highlights of Mary Poppins. Would they get him in to rewrite some of the songs? Maybe. Well? Rap it. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd want... Yes. And here's the thing. You could have Lin-Manuel... Miranda rapping with Brett McKenzie doing Flight oh. of the Concords. Oh. <laughs> Tell me that's... I've got to be honest, I would want the songs. I wouldn't want to change the songs in this. He's very charismatic and he's, especially in Mary Poppins, not in Hamilton. Don't think of him in Hamilton, but he's very larger than life and he's, oh, hello, Mary Poppins. You know, he's yeah, he big. voices. <laughs> Brett McKenzie again. <laughs> no, he's good. Perfect. Uh, Rog? Good argument. Uh, so Alden Enric is this role in Hail Caesar, where he plays this dim-witted cowboy who's plucked from obscurity and put into a film, and he just frustrates everybody. He hasn't got the brains to be an actor. Um, and I also think he's got like a bit of a... He's got a, a very distinctive face, much like Mackenzie Crook, where you can see someone like making that face in the way that you have to make a scarecrow's face however you make it yeah so that's why i picked him i think he's got the look and he's played a similar role to this and he's he's very believable as the dim-witted character in hail caesar he's brilliant would he be big enough for an all-star i I don't know him so would he be big enough for an all-star like wizard of oz would have to be a yeah i think it would be a blockbuster and big i I think he's pretty big yeah he just played han solo he's just played han solo and whilst it wasn't but the most popular Star Wars no. thing, he was excellent in that. Yeah. So he's he's had, he's had, he's got the big billing, he's got the uh, profile. So I went for Ryan Gosling because what you said about the face, Ryan Gosling has got those sort of what do you call them? They're like sad eyes, aren't they? You know, like he's got a real understated handsomeness to him. Ryan Gosling, he became really the internet suddenly found him super hot, but he's, he didn't have that. No, he's not like Hollywood Ellis, but. The Scarecrow, I felt exactly the same thing. I saw his face, and again, I'd gone through, my first choice was actually Mackenzie Crook. With Ryan Gosling, (laughs) please let me finish before you start coming in and saying you hate him. Um, No, I don't hate Ryan Gosling. He can sing, he can dance. La La Land, he nailed. And by the way, these parts don't need to be big singing parts. If I Only Had a Brain is a simple song. But he's got, you know, that the flow of the Scarecrow, the real looseness of the Scarecrow. He's got that. And his face, he's almost got a stoned expression. It's the wrong thing to use, but you know, like a real placid. Yeah. And the Scarecrow had that. They've all got the different characters, you know, the uh, Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion. And Ryan Gosling, for me, the first thing was, he's just too massive. But then I thought, well, it's the Wizard of Oz. Everybody's going to want to be in it. And Song and Dance Man, great actor. If he is not the love interest of Dorothy, but he's certainly the closest to her. So I would say he has to be the... It's not a hunk, is he? But you know, heartthrob type. Heart, yeah, heartthrobish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he is. Ryan Gosling is a heartthrob. So, and when his name first came up, I thought no. And then the more I thought about it, I thought actually, this his face would really work in that role, you know. So, yeah, and there's not a lot of bad to say about him. He's just a wonderful actor. I think the problem with the Mackenzie Crook is, as you said, he's subtle. This is not. Oh no 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 no! no. I love him, but he is subtle. He's subtle, I mean, but he stands out. Going That's... back to his office days, uh, Gareth was a lot less subtle than he is now. Detectress and Wurzel Gummidge is very subtly, and he's really like that in real life, isn't he? But Gareth's a lot more scarecrowy than Wurzel Gummidge is scarecrowy yeah, yeah, yeah. for this role, you know? 
I think we're coming at it from all sides again on this one. I think it's time to vote. Starting with Laura. Okay. And as we are not allowed to vote for ourselves, I am going for Ryan Gosling. Mackenzie Crook. I've gone for Lin-Manuel Miranda. I have gone for Mackenzie Crook. <gasps> Oi! So congratulations to Laura Thank and congratulations you. to Mackenzie Crook, who is our scarecrow. Fancy Reboot Podcast. Well, guys, we're rattling through. It's time to move on to our fifth and final character, the Lollipop King. I'm only joking. <laughs> it's this one. Dorothy is a little girl mysteriously transported to the Yellow Brick Road during a storm in Kansas. From then on, she had to face the lot. Munchkins, talking lions, enchanted forests, witches and flying monkeys. Honestly, it's like someone spiked her drink. Dorothy, iconic. Brilliant. And very difficult to replace and we always talk about how putting the younger actors and actresses in is a difficult thing to do i almost didn't put dorothy in Mm. i was going to put the wizard in because i just thought dorothy's gonna be so hard to cast i had a name at the beginning tried to find somebody else and came back to my name so i never changed my mind on this one well it's funny because i always knew that uh, Judy Garland was a lot older than the character of Dorothy. Apparently the character of Dorothy is meant to be around 8 to 12 years old from the book. In my head, I thought Judy Garland was in her early 20s. So then I was looking at people of that age and then I read that she was only 16. 16, yeah. So I had to rethink and I didn't know how we would. the rest of you would go with that. So it'd be interesting to see what you've gone for. We're about to find out as Leo tells us his pick. Owly E Crav Hallow. Is he alright? You're alright, right, Leo. <laughs> I had to look up how to pronounce it. And is that right? Yeah. I watched a video of her saying it. Do you want another run in it? <laughs> Can you say it again? She she said say ow and then Lee E E Crav Hallow. What's she in? Moana. She's Moana. Moana, mm. yep. Okay. Roger. Uh, Mackenzie Ziegler. She is an American TV singer and dancer. She's been in a dance show called Lifetime Dance Mums, and uh, she's now a pop star. I've gone for Quivenzane Wallace. She was uh, Annie in the remake of Annie. Okay. And uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yes. Trolls. She's, she's singer and dancer. I've gone for McKenna Grace. Um, she was uh, in Gifted with Chris Evans. She was the young uh, girl in I, Tonya. She's been in Ghostbusters, Handmaid's Tale. And she... Uh, Is that her mum? You've got a picture of her. No, she's only 14. <laughs> no way. She's 14 now. 40. She's 14 now, yep. Um, she's, been, she's been around for ages. She's been in loads of stuff. Just around the room. Ages. Leo, do you know how old yours is? Uh, 18 or 19. 16, mine. Mine's 17. It's a difficult one, this, because it seems like none of us know each of them are. We started with Leo there. I did consider her. She was like my second choice, sort of. Quenzin, Annie, the remake, she was very good in it. She can sing and dance, basically. It was a different take. It was a modern take. She's black. The original Annie was white, obviously. Um, Who did the music? Was it Jay-Z who did the music for it? Fantasy reboot. Fact check. Jay-Z was a producer of the film, alongside Will Smith. The soundtrack featured updated hip-hop versions of the original songs. 
but Jay-Z himself did not write any of the music. However, he did sample, It's the Hard Knock Life, for his 1998 single of the same name. Confused? So is Simon. End of fact check. I thought she might be tall because that film seen a few years ago, but she's not. And she looks, still looks really young. I just haven't seen her in a while. I completely forgot about her. Well, Trolls, you wouldn't see her in. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, suggesting yeah. for Moana. But 12 Years a Slave, Blackish, she's been in, which has been massive. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild, she was in, yeah. which was oh, a big film. She's so good in that. She's got an, not a, an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Yeah. She was absolutely stratospheric during that film. But yeah, then obviously yeah. Annie was a massive role to take on. Right. So Dorothy, to me, is just like this pure, innocent figure. And that's all her character is. She's got a little bit of ferocity. And I think Moana is that character and more. Does she look like she can play a 12-year-old? She looks really young. I don't think Judy Garland looks 12. No, and I, I, I think she's... She's 19 now, yours. Yeah, I think she looks too old. I don't know. I don't she's think not she... got a young-looking face, No, actually. she does. I don't think she does. I think she's actually got quite a... She looks like she could totally be a girl in, like, my year. I think she looks older than that. But yeah, but that's aging her down to you and you're 17. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, th- I think, no, I think none, none of yours look 12. Well, mine's 14. Yeah, well, no, no, you just go back to the photo no, you're on before. No. Every photo you show, Laura, I'm showing you one with, with dark hair. Yeah, she's, no, go she's back 14. To the, go back to what you're on before. That's because she's got makeup on on that the, one. the one where she looked 50. The one where it looked like she'd uh, transformed into her mum. That one? Yeah. Yeah, but she's, she's 14 and she's got makeup on, so it shows you that Have she, you seen her sing? Yes, she's got her own YouTube singing channel and she sings all the time. And she's, Haven't we all? <laughs> she Singing's like her big love. and, and It's she's, her love, but she doesn't do no, it professionally. No, because she's done serious films. She's she's an amazing actress. I, I, do you remember, did you see Gifted? She was brilliant in that. She was brilliant as the young Itonia. So she's she's probably done, my character I think has actually done more films than anybody else that has been I think suggested. mine might win that. What, more films? And is more prodigious as an actress. I don't know. These films that she's done, she's done... Um, Ghostbusters. Who ha- is she in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Like, you don't know who, who she is in yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, she's so she was the main character in I, Tonya. The, the young Tonya was in it for a long time. She was a huge role in it. She was a And Gifted, it was all about her. She was. A, what she, was that? I don't even know what that is. With Chris Evans, where he had the, the little girl. and He's a single parent, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I never we saw it. You did, we did. We saw it. We said it was a brilliant movie. And... <laughs> It's a film. Yes. Oh, I thought it was a TV show. No, I don't, I don't know. It. Chris Evans. If I showed you a picture of it, you'd know which film it was. And and again, so it's all about her. So as an actress, she has played some really leading roles. Um, she can sing. She's the right age. She looks. I've just shown you a photo of her with dark hair. She looks sweet and innocent. She, you know, she looks like how you imagine Dorothy to look. Although we know that Judy Garland was too old, I think we actually need to go for somebody that is around the child age. Right, that's what Quivenzane looks like now. Yeah, that's a no. That's a modern picture of what she looked like now. Think about what she looked like in Annie. She was a little girl in Annie. That's what she looks like now. She, she could pass as a twelve-year-old. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And on acting terms, she's the best one. She's done amazing roles. She's done really dramatic roles. She's made people cry. And then she's done the singing and dancing in Annie. I'd say yours, Leo, I did think of yours. I I think yours is probably the strongest actor. I think mine's probably the strongest singer. I think you'll be surprised how much Mackenzie... Have you heard Mackenzie Ziegler sing? Wait, no. Have you seen Moana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. Amazing. Yeah, like she's, she's got some proper like powerhouse songs in there. But yeah, I agree. 
which is I don't think anybody would know she I mean I didn't know she was mm-hmm. did you know she was before you looked I've seen her in Moana music videos but that's about it yeah I, I she's not uh, and mine, um, when I said a name, you probably didn't instantly recognise it. But I think as Instant soon as I recognize yeah, I think yours yeah. is yours the most yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah. But well, it's also well, Mackenzie Ziegler is massively famous, like unbelievably famous. She's like nineteen million uh, followers. Um, she's a singer now, but she's been on American TV for years and years. And I, I saw her do an interview about her philanthropy. She set up a children's foundation with her parents for. Um, chronically ill children and she she talks unbelievably for a young girl mm. she's really really impressive kid and obviously she's a singer as well and she's massively famous and i think if you want to if you're making it now you need that big name for the for the young audience we've got all these big names we've all suggested for previous characters but for the kid you want somebody that the kids will know i think has she acted yeah, she's acted. She's more famous for doing like because um, dance, moms, dancing with it, the stars and stuff. It, like that's that. a reality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, and she does she does a bit of acting. And she's a small town girl as well. She's from um, all right Philadelphia. Uh, no, she's from Pennsylvania. Sorry, and she's a uh, small town girl. Hence the Kansas link. Yeah. No, I've just looked up movies that McKenna Grace has done, and the list is huge. How many of them do we know? I Tonya, Captain Marvel. Who is she in them films? I don't know who she's... I, <laughs> exactly. No, no, but is I, it a I can, lead or is it just... I can tell a... you that she played the lead in Gifted. I can tell you she played the lead in I, Tonya. They're two that I've seen. She's not the lead in that. In what? I, Tonya. She is. No, she's Margot Robbie she's is. No, no, no. Okay, she's not the lead. Like, I mean, she plays a lead character. Because even her scenes are voiced, aren't they? Mainly by Margot Robbie. So yeah. you just said but it, it's quite. Sure. It's quite... She has to play quite emotional scenes in both those films, in Gifted and... I Tonya, but she is she's um, did Fuller House as well. She's done, she's done loads of stuff, and I think you'll be surprised. Like I recognise her, and it, and I'm amazed you guys are not recognising her. This was the most difficult character of the day, and we all I think we all said it going in. It's very difficult to find teen actors. I mean, and obviously the first thing I thought of again was Brooklyn Prince, who I won war with previously, but the rule is we can't you know, over repeat characters and things like that and repeat actor choices. So I didn't put her in. I suffered from the Eddie Redmaynes with this one because I would have probably put her in. And I actually think Millie Bobby Brown probably could have done it. But And uh, I, I, did, I didn't pick Millie Bobby Brown because she said, she, I've seen her sing on interviews and she, she's like, she's like singing's my passion. But I thought she's not a professional singer though. You know? Okay. That's why I didn't choose her. Look, big arguments. You can't vote for yourself. Let's go around the room. Quavenze Wallace. Quavenze Wallace. I've gone for, I'm going to say Moana, because I've got no chance. Okay, I've gone for Quavenze Wallace. Oh, is that the first one I've won today? Yeah. Begrudging. Thank goodness. And it's the biggest part, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Fantasy Reboot Podcast. I feel like there was tension in the room there, but that is a really, really difficult part to cast. Yeah. Especially when you we've talked about Millie Bobby Brown too much. She is at the moment the choice for these roles. Yeah, yeah. But she's... I actually think she's got a bit of the Judy Garland where she actually probably looks a bit too old to play the part. Yep, I agree with you. And if you, if any of us picture her after how much we've talked about her over previous weeks, I think it would have been a, you know, in snooker when you cheat and you don't call it, you'd have got a black mark against your name. You'd have got you'd have probably won. They got a black mark against your name. Yeah. So it's a, I think that was the most difficult. We've got to stop picking films with kids in. Yeah, please. 
Uh, let's have a quick run down the board then, Laura. Who have we got? Okay, for the Wicked Witch, we have Roger's Choice of Eva Green. Good one. For the Cowardly Lion, we have Zach Galifianakis, which was your choice, Roger, and mine. Double Good. trouble. Double trouble. Uh, for the Tin Man, we had Leo's choice of Brett McKenzie. <laughs> 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 for the Scarecrow, we had my choice of Mackenzie Crook. And finally, for the main part of Dorothy, we had Quivenzane Wallace, which was your choice, Simon. Are we happy with that as a cast? Sometimes we come out of this and I think we feel really satisfied with the cast. How do you feel about it, guys? That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm glad Brett I, McKenzie got it. That's all I wanted. The only one I'm not happy with is Tim Mann. <laughs> That's the only one I wanted. Mackenzie came up three times today. Brett McKenzie, Mackenzie Crook and Mackenzie Ziegler. There's a stato. Ooh. Hey, good week though. And uh, exciting times because um, next week, we move on to our Christmas specials. We are going to do four weeks of Christmas films starting next week. Can't wait. The questions we always have to ask, of course. So our our leading woman is Quivenzane Wallace. Uh, the question we always ask these days is, could this be a Muppets movie? It already has been. Uh, and it had a black female lead already. And Quentin Tarantino was in it, playing himself. <laughs> he always uh, plays himself. Did he? Did he make it? No, but he pit- <laughs> he pitches his version of The Wizard of Oz to Kermit the Frog, which, you know, I, I would like to see a Quentin Tarantino Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Have a look. The oh, problem well. with Quentin Tarantino, it's going to be like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs. I mean, the, yeah. the scarecrow just wants to fuck Dorothy, but the Tin Man wants to fuck Dorothy. The lion, he wants to fuck the Tin Man. <laughs> That's what it should be like. You can't have him in a kid's film. Kermit's the scarecrow. Gonzo's the Tin Man. Fozzie Bear is the lion. Yeah, I was going to pick Fozzie for that. Um, or Rolf the dog. They would have both been good. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. What's her name? Miss Piggy is the good witch. Oh, by the way, the wizard, Jeffrey Tambor, Pop Pop from um, Arrested Development. Oh, brilliant. Love that guy. Uh, the singer, oh. it was Ashanti who played Dorothy. Queen Latifah, one of your previous Rog, was Aunt M. Oh, there you go. That's right. good. I'd have had Gonzo as a scarecrow, not as the uh, Tin Man. Um, instead of munchkins, we could have loads of animals. <laughs> yeah. Do you know a good, the little rats? You know them three little rats? So they on, we got them on the wall of shame. There's three little... Uh, oh, there, Rizzo the rat and his mates. There's three of them. Yeah. And they're, they're a bit hard done by. They'd be good munchkins. Oh, no, they they are. All, all the Rizzo the rats are the munchkins. Oh, yeah. great yeah, show. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might watch that anyway, because it sounds like a decent yeah. cast. But <laughs> I think redoing it with Quirenzi and Wallace... In the uh, Dorothy role and the Muppets, I think it'd really work. How old was Ashanti? I wonder when she was in that. Oh, when, when did the film come out, Leo? Two thousand five. So she twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Wow. Way mm. off. We'd only known that before. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but you're acting against Muppets, so your age doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kermit is about sixty five years old. What's the? Shouldn't be in it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode eight and uh, we'll be back with a Christmas first of our Christmas ones next week looking forward to it I'm going to spend the next week putting jingle bells this is what Roger said to me can I have jingle bells on all the musics <laughs> so I now I've got to spend a week putting jingle bells on all the music so my cast for the film next week will probably be rubbish well, happy birthday Simon thanks guys yes. thanks for the effort and um, <laughs> we'll be back next week see you later bye bye you have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor, and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor. 
and music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at fantasyreboot. For all the latest news, information on where you can get involved, and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and as your own. Have a great week, watch some films, and fantasize, but not too much. Oh, hello, Mary Poppins. You know. <laughs> uh, Brett McKenzie again. <laughs> <coughs> Snooker cough. This is the last time you're eating millionaire shortbread before we record. <laughs> <Cake mouth. Yeah. laughs> What's the other Black Wizard of Oz? The Wiz. The Wiz, yeah. Michael Jackson. Less said the better. It's been yeah. a great week. <laughs> <laughs>